Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So here we are on part three of the story of Joseph. We talked about how he had some pretty uh, pretentious dreams which made his brothers hate him. Uh, his brothers decided they should kill him and then decided to downgrade from murder to just selling their brother into slavery where he bounced around from job to prison to whatever to being basically second in command of all of Egypt under the pharaoh. So he kind of, I almost call it like failing upwards or whatever, but <laughs> definitely an unusual career path that he took. But ended up fine, ending up, ending up pretty great. And that's where we're going to pick up today and, and finish up this, the story of Joseph and everything that he did. So thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. But as always, first, let's talk about what I am drinking. A few weeks back, I got kind of hooked, uh, if you listened in, got kind of hooked on the grocery store chain Aldi's budget $3 wine offerings. And I kind of went into detail about how pleasantly surprised I was, how good it was, especially at that price point. Big fan, drank a bunch more bottles, actually, (laughs) than what I talked about even on the show. Went through a a good good size collection. Big fan, liked it a lot. So in that vein... uh, I thought, well, what what other budget things have I been sleeping on? What other what other things are out there that I just didn't know about? Happened to be in Sam's Club the other day, the warehouse membership store, kind of like Costco or or BJ's if you have that in your area. Uh, Sam's Club, you know, owned by Walmart, of course. You all know that. I'm telling you things you already know. But it was in Sam's Club, and ended up going to the liquor store part just to see if there was any decent deals that 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 were worth having to restock my my home bar and i stumbled upon um the members mark which is the sam's club owned brand but members mark scotch whiskey bottle bottle of scotch it's a it's a full a full basically handle it doesn't actually have a handle on the glass or on the bottle but uh, you know what i mean a 1.75 liters whatever bottle of scotch for twenty dollars, it was like under twenty. I think it was nineteen ninety eight or something like that. It's an amazing deal. It's a lot of liquid, as far as scotch goes, for for twenty dollars, and just an unbeatable deal as far as price goes. Most in that price range that I've seen, uh, one isn't usually even scotch. It's some other kind of whiskey, and usually it's in like a plastic bottle, and it's and it's absolute garbage. And you don't normally. <laughs> No offense, guys. <laughs> Don't normally think of Walmart in line with uh, higher end anything, especially not alcohol, especially not scotch. And, but so I bought it. You know, figured I'd give it a shot. Who cares? At twenty bucks, even I have to put it on my my in my bar for next time I have a big party and people come over that don't know any better and mix it with their coke or whatever type of thing. Uh, it's like, what? Well, I'm not out a lot. It's only twenty bucks. Got home, opened it up, tried it out. This was back on like Monday of this week or something like that. And it's actually very okay. It's actually really good. It's it's not harsh. It's very easy to drink, even neat, even without ice or water. It doesn't kick you in the face. It's pretty smooth. Uh, the back of the bottle even says that it's it's aged three years, which is the requirement for scotch over there. You know to be to be officially classified as scotch. So it's you know not not it's not like a twelve year 
what have I talked about on the show? Like McKellen, 12 year, Glenn Levitt, or whatever, that, that type of thing. You know, all these 12 years or the Logavulin 16 that I had in the pilot episode, right? It's only three years old. It's not, you know, it's not going to have those those deep, those pronounced flavors or anything. It's uh, I get like a little bit of citrus and maybe honey. I'm not quite sure, but very it's very light. Very, it's 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 actually really really okay. Uh, you know, it's not gonna change your world. It's not gonna you know open up your mind to the world of scotch or anything like that. As far as like a new experience, but for an easy sipping drink to get kind of loaded on and talk about Bible stories, it's pretty okay. So um, I actually thought it was going to give me cancer. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be horrible, uh, and and it actually wasn't. So. If you have a membership at Sam's Club, and if you go in there and want to see what a $20 handle of scotch uh, will taste like, uh, I recommend it. I, I'm not sure. I can't place it exactly. I think that what's happening is they're just they're buying from someone else, maybe like Johnny Walker, like the Red Label or something else. I'm not quite sure what. It's obviously definitely a blended scotch, that type of thing. And I, I don't know where it's coming from exactly, but it's probably one of those other brands that they just like are relabeling for their own purposes and, and able to offer it at a discount. But even the same store, though, if it is, if I'm right at all, if it is Johnny Walker Red Label, which in the past I've kind of shit on a little bit, I like the black label so much more. But anyway, if it is the Red Label, right next to it, to this bottle, at, you know, this bottle was 20 Red Label was like 28 I think. So why spend $8 more for a different sticker on the bottle? Like, who cares that it's Sam's Club brand? Who cares it's Walmart brand? Anyway, so absolutely, if you're if you're in the mood for some budget scotch or if you have a party coming up and need to stock your bar, absolutely would recommend it. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's what we're drinking today. You never know where this show's going to take you. Walmart brand, Walmart brand scotch. Here we are. Uh, anyway, so that's what I'm drinking today. And speaking of which... So let's pick up with the story of Joseph. Let's get back to Bible things. So if you remember, at this time, there's a major famine happening in the whole area, uh, possibly even the world. I'm not sure. Right? There's no food anywhere. But Joseph had planned ahead because of the, the Pharaoh's dreams and everything, and, and Joseph had gotten his promotion and everything, and they had saved up food for this famine to be prepared for it. So when the famine came... Egypt was actually doing pretty okay, thanks to Joseph. And that's where we pick up the story. So while Joseph is in Egypt taking care of business and making sure that there's food still around, we're going to shift focus back to his dad, Jacob, and his brothers, who are way over here in the land of Canaan. And the famine's getting rough, and Jacob's getting stressed, and I guess he just loses it one day. And he looks around, and he sees his, all of his sons. He's got so... Joseph's over in Egypt, so that's one of them. So they got 11 other of the, the sons still over there living there in Canaan. And he just looks around and just sees all the kids there. He's like, like, why are you dumbasses just sitting around looking at your ugly selves? Like, good for nothings. I heard there's food in Egypt. Take some money, travel down there, and buy us some food so we don't starve. Like, go to Egypt and buy some food. And uh, the youngest son, Benjamin, He's the last son of Jacob's favorite wife, Rachel. Remember all that story, right? The beautiful Rachel. Uh, he stayed behind because last time one of Jacob's favorite sons left, 
he didn't come back, right? Jacob Jacob uh, let uh, Joseph go out and search for his brothers, and all he got back was a bloody coat, if you remember that part of the story. So uh, so he keeps Benjamin at home to keep him safe and everything. I don't even know how old Benjamin is at this point, but he keeps Benjamin home, and then he sends out the ten other boys to go buy food in Egypt. So the ten brothers get to Egypt, and then now now Joseph Joseph had Joseph had been in Egypt for what he was like 17 when he got sold into slavery i think and it said he got he was 30 when he got promoted to like second in command of egypt and then there were seven years of good crops and abundance before the famine hit so like we're probably so it's like and we're probably like now two years into the famine i think so at this point so so I'm doing all the math on that from 17 to 30 plus the seven plus like a couple extra rounding out or whatever. We're like we're like 22 years or something if the math is right on that. Uh, but so like 20 yeah about 20 years 20 plus years since the brothers sold Joseph into slavery. 20 years since they've seen their brother and also they just think he's gone forever. So it, oh also so also Joseph Joseph being in Egypt for that long and and originally being a slave and then being in the prison system and all that I'm betting you that he kind of fully adapted to Egyptian lifestyle Egyptian uh, hygiene so uh, let's talk about that for a second so think back to everything you know pop culture about ancient Egypt Uh, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy Movie you know whatever what else is there? I don't, I don't even know. Other Egyptian stuff. The Prince of Egypt, the cartoon. You remember that? Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. All this stuff. All these. Just imagine, right? Whatever, whatever you, whatever your example is, I'm sure it's the same. Whenever you think of an Egyptian, especially ancient Egyptian like that, they seem to have a real, you know, just fuck off attitude about hair. They don't like hair. They hate hair. No hair. Everyone's bald. Their their chests are bald, whatever. Like they pluck, shave, whatever. Everything they got to do to get rid of hair. They hate hair, and I don't, I don't know why exactly. But I, I, I here's, here's my assumption. At some point, sometime in the history of the world, a pharaoh or something was eating a bowl of like clam chowder or something, and like he finds like a nasty hair in his soup, and from then on, he's just like, fuck off, no hair. We're banning hair. No more hair in all of Egypt. Everybody shaves. We're done with it. Even the cats. We're going to shave the cats. We're just like going to have hairless cats running around. Like, no, I hate hair. I don't want to ever see it again. And that's probably how it all started. <laughs> so that, that's just what I think. That's just that's just how I envisioned it all happened. So anyway, so Egypt, Egypt hates hair. They don't have hair. So Joseph, 20 years plus years after seeing his brother, is probably like shaved bald, is, you know, all clean shaven, all this kind of stuff. He's speaking Egyptian. Uh, it says that he has a translator and everything. So he, when his brothers come in, he's not even talking to them in their native tongue, not even talking to them in Hebrew. So they have no idea that this is their brother in front of them. He looks so different and everything. And, and to contrast the Egyptians, who are all clean-shaven everything, right? Like, like, like no pubes, no nothing, whatever. Everything's gone. The the these shepherd guys, these Hebrews, these Jewish guys, 
uh, they are the opposite. They're they're I mean they're shepherds. They they're outside. They're doing all this kind of stuff. So they imagine them with like their long beards and like their coats. And, and if you've ever been around livestock like that, uh, it's hard to get the smell out. Like animals stink. Animals do not smell good. <laughs> they just they just do. Like it's not their fault, I guess. But uh, so if you if that's your lifestyle, that's what you're doing. You just got herds of sheep and cattle and stuff and that's your job is to make sure they're okay you're gonna smell also and so that's like the contrast of these brothers coming into egypt and the egyptians you know all clean shaven beard no you know no no beard no whatever like no hair anywhere and then then you got these guys that are all hairy and smell like animals um it's, it's just their job it's not it's not not a diss on them it's just lifestyles whatever and uh it's just a very stark contrast of these two these two these two groups of people okay so bald egyptian looking joseph is governor and he's the guy in charge of who gets food during the famine and he sees these 10 like sheep herder guys come in and he instantly recognizes them as i said before they're, they're his brothers he knows what you know he, he recognizes them uh you know the oldest one reuben or whatever i'm sure doesn't look that much different than when he saw him 20 years ago but it, you know it, it's it's been 20 years and he's bald and they and they don't they don't recognize him for anything he's just some dude that's in control of the food supply right so they are absolutely oblivious so so 20 plus years after they wanted to kill him and then, and then sold him into slavery and then joseph sees him and joseph thinks to himself well here's my chance let's have some fun with them right he, he doesn't reveal himself he doesn't run down like hey guys it's me it's your brother like whatever like Remember that time when you sold me to slavery all those years ago? Like, ha, ah, good times, like whatever. Or, or even to go down and say like, hey, uh, y'all are a bunch of dicks. Like, no food for you, whatever. Like, like he doesn't do any of that. He just like he plays it cool. He he does his job and he goes. He has his interpreter there and he starts talking to him. He's like, who are you and why are you here? And the brothers like they all they all bow down to Joseph, um, cause, you know, because he's the guy in charge. And they go. Oh, we are from Canaan. We're brothers from Canaan, and we're here to buy food. And which is funny, because sort of not the buying, not the buying food part, but in general, because if you remember when and how the whole story started, Joseph's first dream he had all those years ago. His first dream was that that he and his brothers were in the field, and his bundle of wheat that he was collecting or whatever stood up, and all of his other other brothers bundles of wheat bowed down to his thing of wheat and yeah so like it it's all full circle the brothers now are literally bowing down to joseph and doing so in order to get food in order to get wheat so they don't starve and so like the prophecy or the dream all those years ago is now coming true and it's part of this and it's pretty awesome anyway <laughs> it's just full circle and i I think it's awesome. So, but he's not—he's not done fucking with him yet. Like he's still—he's still playing around. He still got him on the leash. He still wants to do some stuff. So he goes. So they go like, "We're just here. We're brothers. Whatever. We just want to buy food. You know, we're—you know—as they're bowing down, whatever." And he goes. He goes. Lies, lies. You're all spies. You're here to scope out our weaknesses. Like that's what you're here for. I don't believe you. I don't trust you. I—I I don't like any of you. And you smell like sheep. 
and, and they're like, no, no, sir. Like, yeah, we kind of smell like sheep, but we're we're not spies. We promise we are all brothers. We're 12 brothers from Canaan, honest honest men just trying to buy food so we don't starve. That's the real, the real story. And then Joseph, again, talking through the interpreter, is like, like, ha, I knew you were spies. I've caught you in your own lies. You're lying to me. You just said you're 12 brothers, but there's only 10 of you here. You are bad at this. <laughs> you're spies and you're bad at it. Guards kill them, I'm sure is what he said next. And and the brothers are like, like no, 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 no. No, we are 12 brothers. Uh, 10 of us are here. Yes, sir, you are correct. Ten of us are here, but our youngest brother is back in Canaan with our father, and our other brother, the eleventh brother, whatever, is uh, unfortunately dead. He's not. He's not with us. He's passed away. Uh, it's a weird story. Don't want to get into it. But we are twelve brothers, or we were at one point at least, uh, and that's the real deal. And not knowing that they're they're literally just telling their own brother Joseph about himself or whatever and that he's dead but anyway so joseph is like nope i still think you're spies but maybe i'll let you prove yourselves maybe i'll just i'll imprison you all and i'll let one of you go home and if you bring back your baby brother the last one that you're talking about then i'll know that you're telling the truth Otherwise, the rest of you will rot in my prison here forever, and I don't care, and I'll know that I was right, and you guys are spies, and I don't like any of you, and you smell like sheep. And he's like, let me think about it. That's my plan. Let me think about it. And he puts all ten brothers in prison for three days while he thinks about it. He just locks them up. <laughs> Doesn't, I don't know, like, just lets them rot. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking or doing the whole time. Maybe it's a long weekend. Like, it's like Memorial Day weekend or something. It's like, it's Friday or whatever. And so for the next three days, he's just like, ah, oh, they're locked up. Like, and he's going to barbecues or something or whatever. I don't know. And he just forgets that they're in there. Doesn't, you know, like, I don't know. Or maybe he's like spying on them while they're in there. I don't know what he's doing. But for three days, they're locked up and they're probably losing their shit. They're probably like losing their minds. And three days later, he comes out and he lets them out of prison. And he says, okay, tell you what, I thought about it. I had a good weekend, had a good three-day weekend. And, you know, we, we did some fireworks and stuff. Like, good good little, little vacation, good little holiday. And I think that you might be telling the truth, but I'm not sure. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let nine of you go back home. I'm going to sell you the grain that you wanted so your families don't starve. I'm not a monster, right? But I'm going to keep one of you here in prison. And if you don't come back with the other brother that you talked about, then the one that I keep here is just going to stay and be my prisoner forever. No big deal. Just whatever. Just He's just going to you know, live the rest of his life in, in my prison. Your decision. Your call. If you're really spies, then, you know, screw them. Who cares? If you're really brothers, you'll come back for them and, and try to get them out. And that's that's the deal. That's the plan. And uh, so, so he keeps he chooses Simeon. Now, I'm not 100 percent sure of all the brothers why he chose Simeon. Uh, there's some thoughts that Simeon might have been like the worst of the brothers as far as being cruel to Joseph when they were kids, or maybe he was the one with the original idea of wanting to kill Joseph all those years ago. The Bible doesn't really specify; it just says, "Oh, and they talked, they saw him coming from afar, and they decided they plotted to kill him." It doesn't. It doesn't point any fingers. It doesn't. It doesn't name any names. 
but there's an idea of like maybe that was Simeon all that time ago and and who knows who knows what exactly is the reason but he chooses Simeon Simeon's the second oldest by the way if you don't remember the order Reuben's the oldest and Simeon the second Reuben of course was the guy that wanted to not kill him and try to like throw him in the well so that he could get him out later and one of the brothers chilled off so maybe he was like just going to go with the oldest but then realized like oh Reuben's actually was on my side the whole time and it's not his fault so then he just went went on like like pecking order and just went second down the list and the second oldest which was Simeon I don't know I don't know what he did but he he chose Simeon's like I'm keeping Simeon in jail in my prison here you guys rest and go home and the and so like he tells them all this and the brothers just kind of like look at each other and they don't really have a choice of the matter like this has been they, they got their marching orders they're told what to go do but they start arguing with each other like anyway and they're all like like this is our punishment this is karma this is what we get for what we did to joseph our brother all those years ago and then reuben pipes in and he's like yeah you assholes i told you not to kill him i didn't want him to put him in slavery like you stupid idiots if you just listen to me we wouldn't be in this mess like like this is what we get this is god punishing us all this kind of stuff and while they're lamenting all this and they're while they're being upset over their past uh, misdeeds towards joseph joseph hears it all and even though he's been talking to them through a translator he still knows hebrew he still knows what they're talking so he understands exactly what they're saying and even though they don't realize it and he he hears what they're saying and, and listens to reuben and everything and he actually starts getting like choked up and he, he has to turn himself away from the group so they don't see him like get teary-eyed or whatever because they're still his brothers and they 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 were like major grade a top tier level assholes to him but they're still his brothers and i don't know he he still loves them i guess or whatever and he's glad that they're like now upset and, and repentant or whatever i mean it, i don't know if, how 100 percent genuine their being sorry was because they're really just upset they're in trouble but anyway uh but he gets a little choked up turns away and he goes to his servants his own little staff and he gives them one last instruction and he says, put the grain that they purchased into their bags with their donkeys and everything. But then also put the money that they just paid for the grain, put the money back into their sacks as well. So that when they leave, they leave with both the grain, the food, and also their money. So, and the brothers have no idea. The brothers have no idea this is happening. It's all a secret. So the brothers are leaving. They're they're headed away from Egypt. They're going back home to Canaan, and Simeon is in prison in Egypt. And they're all like walking back on their donkeys or whatever. Like, how are we going to convince Dad to let us bring Benjamin back here? He is not going to let that happen. He will not let that kid out of his sight. Uh, whatever. And they just they're they're trying to figure out what's going to happen. And they stop overnight or something or whatever. And like one of the brothers goes to grab some feed from what they just got you know from egypt to feed to his donkeys because you know it's nighttime and they're hungry and whatever stuff so he grabs some he opens up his sack to look for this for the grain and he sees all of the money that he like was supposed to have given to them in egypt or he did give them in egypt on top of his grain it's just sitting there and he's like uh hey guys <laughs> guys uh so uh not sure how it's not my fault don't get mad the money that i paid for the grain is here in my sack and of course the other brothers are like what what are you talking about like like you didn't pay for it and he's like no i paid like i gave him the money 
but it's also right still here. Like it's still here. Like I like I gave them the money. Don't know why it's in my bag. And they all start all the brothers like and it turns out all the brothers each each one of them like opens up their sack or whatever at some point and like like realizes that every single one of them also still has their money back in their sack again and they all like lose their shit they all start just losing their minds and they start freaking out and they're just like shit 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 this is this is bad like why would god do this to us like they're gonna think that we stole everything they're gonna they're gonna really think we're spies now like this is not good and so they get back home they get back to their dad and they tell him the whole ordeal they're like dad dad they thought we were spies and they imprisoned us for three days they let us go, but they kept Simeon, and they're waiting for us to bring back Benjamin to prove that we're not spies. Oh, also, somehow the money we spent for the grain ended up back in our bags, so they probably think that we stole the grain, all this type of stuff. Like, they give them the whole story, and, and Jacob is just like, what is wrong with you guys? What, like, what? You guys are the biggest group of idiots, whatever. I've already lost Joseph. I've already lost the firstborn son of my favorite wife. And now you want me to lose Benjamin? Now you want to take my favorite other son, no offense to you guys, <laughs> away and take him over to Egypt where something bad's going to happen again? Like, why would you even tell them you had a brother? Like, like, why would you volunteer that information? You are also dumb. Dumb, dumb children. <laughs> and the dad and like the guys are like like dad like he like the guy the dude asked specifically he was like what's the deal we had no idea he was gonna like want benjamin to come with us we were just trying to be truthful so we didn't think we were spies like it wasn't our what i swear it wasn't my fault dad it wasn't my fault and jacob is like well i don't care i do not care you know what i don't even really like simeon that much never did he's kind of a dick like let him rot let him stay in Egypt. Let him stay in prison. Benjamin is not leaving the house. Like, we're, you're staying here. Simeon, that's his fate now. No one cares. We won't talk about him anymore. And, like, that's it. And then Reuben, the oldest, right, he steps up and he's like, listen, Dad, you got to let us take Benjamin. I promise you. I promise. I promise. I promise on my own two sons' heads that I will return Benjamin safely. I'll make sure of it. And Jacob is like, fuck no, no, absolutely not. I don't care about you swearing on your own two sons' heads. Like, that's weird. But I, I lost Joseph. Benjamin is the last son of Rachel. You can eat a dick. Uh, end of discussion. This is not happening. And period, end of, end of paragraph, whatever. That was the end of the discussion. But the famine was still bad, right? We're, we're only uh, like a year and a half, two years in or whatever at this point. And hunger is a super powerful motivator. So after like some time, they start running out of food again. And Jacob tells the boy, I don't like, like he forgot the whole situation. Like he totally disregarded Simeon, but he like tells the boys like, hey, you should go back to Egypt and buy some more food. And they're like, uh, yeah, remember, we can't go back there unless we bring in Benjamin. Like, that was the whole deal. Do you remember our fight? Do you remember us talking about this? <laughs> like, if we show up without Benjamin, not only will we not get any food, but they're probably going to kill us because they think we're spies. We literally can't go without him. And so Jacob is hungry, and he's defeated, and he's like, you know what? Fine. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Do this. Take some gifts with you. Take some spices. Take some honey. Take some cologne. Uh, take some nice, some nice things, and then take twice as much money as you did the first time. And then also take back the money that magically appeared in your sacks. So take all that. So like the original money, and then an extra two times as much. 
take all of that and these gifts and everything, go back to Egypt and pray to God that this douchebag, whoever is in charge of Egypt, who thinks you're spies, pray that he doesn't kill you and that everything turns out okay and and we'll just cross our fingers and hope that it's okay. And he's like, you know, he's like, if he's like, if I lose my other my if I lose my second favorite son, if I lose my other son, then so be it, and I'm just gonna be sad for the rest of my life. Like, oh well, I'll I'll deal with it, I guess, or whatever type of thing. And so the brothers all saddle up, Benjamin included, and they head back to Egypt. And as they get to Egypt, Joseph sees them coming from afar away, and he sees his baby brother Benjamin with them, and he tells his servants to bring the brothers to his own private house not to his office or whatever not to the main trading room floor or whatever where they make deals but to his house and joseph's still at work he's not at his house he's he's doing stuff but he has all the brothers taken to his house and and they tell his servants like a make a big feast and like like cook up some animals and whatever and, and do this whole big thing and his brother's get the directions to go over to his house and whatever and so they're following you know their google maps or whatever to get over there and and they're freaking out they're like like this is not normal this is not how this thing is supposed to go why is he bringing us to his private residence why is he bringing us to his house and they think it's a trick they think that once they get into the house they're going to get like ambushed and like made into slaves or something like they think it's just a trap waiting for them you know it's a trap and so they get to the house, and they see Joseph's butler there, or whatever it was. And, they, and they're like, hey, man, so hey, um, funny story. We were here before. I don't even remember us, uh, the brothers here. Y'all thought we were spies. Funny story, something, whatever. Uh, but but uh, you know what? On the way back home, after we bought the grain, we, um, we gave you the money for the grain, all that kind of stuff. Everything was good. We were getting back home. We realized that the money from the grain... Uh, somehow kind of got back into our sacks like like so I don't um, not trying to point fingers I'm not sure if it was like your accounting department or whatever like we don't want to get anybody in trouble we don't want to lose their jobs like if we could just like here's the money we want to give it back and we'll make it right and we'll just pretend it never happened if we could just do that it'd be cool like we just you know like our little secret if we could and and Joseph's butler is like wow that is so weird man like but don't worry. I don't know. Like, don't trip. The money in the sacks must have been a gift from God because we definitely got the money that you paid us. So we're all good. Like, like we didn't even miss any of the money. Like, it's all good. Come on in, guys. And so the brothers are, like, both, like, relieved and weirded out all at the same time. But whatever. So they go inside the house, and they start, like, wash up, and they get their donkeys fed and everything. And they get told they're going to have a big meal as soon as the, the boss gets home, you know, Joseph. And uh, Joseph gets home from work a little while later, and he sees his brother in, in his house waiting for him at the dinner table. And he comes in and does the whole, like, you know, like, sorry I'm late, guys. Crazy day at the office. Glad to see you made it all back, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, thanks for waiting. Uh, wow, this food looks really great. Uh, anyway, so tell me, uh, how's your father doing? Is he still alive? Is he well and everything? Like he's taking a, a major interest in in their quote unquote their father. And the brothers are like, oh yes, sir, yeah, yeah. Like our father is good. He's not starving. Thanks to you, right? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so we so, and we also we brought our brother. Uh, like we told you, not spies. Here he is. We're telling the truth. And Joseph looked at Benjamin, his only full brother, right? His only 100%, same mother, whatever, same dad, 
brother, his baby brother, and he gets super emotional and he has to leave the room because he doesn't want his brothers to see him cry. So he leaves the room and he goes in his, his bedroom or whatever and he like has a good little cry, all like emotional breakdown. And his brothers are kind of like, what the hell is going on? Like, why did he just leave the room? Why did he run out in a hurry uh, covering his face? I don't know. But, like, what's going on? And also they noticed, weird, that this at this big feast table that the place cards for where each of them should sit exactly, perfectly lined up from the oldest to the youngest, right? Reuben, Simeon, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of freaked him out, like, like, of course, they were Joseph's brother, so it was easy for him. Like, he knew their order of birth or whatever, and, but the brothers didn't understand, like, how he would know that. So they're, it's, it's very creepy, very spooky that he, would, that he would know all that. And so they're just like, what's going on here? This guy's so weird. Like, we just need to get our food and get out of here. Way creeped out. So after Joseph is done crying and everything and being emotional, after he collects himself, he comes out and he's like, let us eat. And each of the brothers is given a plate full of food. Uh, from the feast and everything but but benjamin joseph gives five full plates of food like like he was clearly showing his own favoritism there and they all ate together and they drank together and they had a good old time like it it, it was a good good evening good night and then later that night joseph goes to his servants again on the down low and is like hey fill up their bags with the grain and put the money back in the sacks just like last time but then also, we're going to fuck with them just a little bit more. We're going we're gonna to ramp it up. Then also, take my favorite silver drinking goblet and put it in the youngest one's sack along with his grain and money. And the servants are like, you are so weird. <laughs> but, but you're the boss, so yes, sir, we'll do what, you, do what you say. And so the next morning, the brothers all leave with their stuff, and they head back home. They're on their donkeys, and they're traveling away. And when they're like half a day away, Joseph tells some of his servants, here's what I want you to do. Here's the plan. Here's the prank. I want you to go chase after them and act like they stole my cup. Make it really believable, too. Just like really just sell the shit out of it. Like really freak them out. You got to like like jump on those horses and just chase after them and, and yell at them and everything. So the servants do that, and they, they, they chase after them, and they finally reach the brothers, right? Like it's a full half day away or whatever, and they, they run up, like, you know, and they get there, and the brothers are all bewildered and like, like what what's up? What are you doing? Like, what's going on? What's, where's, where's the fire? And the servants are like, how dare you? How dare you? Our master welcomed you into his own home? and made a feast for you, and hung out with you, and didn't kill you, and you stole his favorite drinking glass, his favorite silver goblet. How dare you? We're here to take it back. Also, maybe we'll kill you. We're not sure. We're still deciding, but we definitely want the goblet back. And the brothers are like, we didn't steal his glass, man. Like, we didn't, we would not do that. And the servants are like, you clearly did. You totally did. You did. He had it last night while you were there, and then you left, and now it's gone. You're the variable, dickweeds. Like, you stole his goblet. And the brothers are like, why would we do this? Why? This doesn't make any sense. We have no interest in this goblet. We even tried to bring back the money from the first time that magically got in our things again. Like, we wouldn't steal a stupid goblet. You know what? Fuck you, man. Fuck you. You know what? Look in our bags. And whoever stole a goblet... And <laughs> so, okay. So in the Bible... They have this issue. 
and they they do it way too often. They they just really like to swear on people's lives, like all the time. Like they don't give they don't they don't bat an eye at it. So and I've done this. Like I'll be like like what what conversation was I have? Oh, <laughs> so uh, it's just stupid. So like the other day I was talking with someone and I was like, hey, like did you know that before Paul Rudd was Ant Man? He was actually a recurring character on Friends. You know, Paul Rudd was on was in in the TV show Friends, and people are like, "No, I love Friends. Like, I love the show Friends. I'm the biggest fan ever." That's what people say, and they're like, "He wasn't in there. You're totally wrong." And I'm like, "No, for real. Yeah, he dated Phoebe for like 17 episodes, and he's definitely in there. I'm sw- I swear to God." And they'll be like, no, like you're on crack. There's no way. And I'll say, I swear on my life that that Paul Rudd is in Friends. He was a, like not a major character, but a substantial recurring character for a good bit of Friends. And they're like, no, I don't believe you. And and I can say that. I can say I swear on my life because because one, I'm absolutely correct on this. Like I'm I'm a thousand percent like correct. I'm not wrong. So that's like part one. And part two is that it's 2019, and even if I swear on my life and it turned up being wrong, no one's going to do anything. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you swear on your own life, eh, nothing bad is going to happen. Like, no one takes you that seriously. It's, it's, it's an exaggeration or whatever. Like, it just doesn't matter. However, in Bible times, they fucking did. Like, in ancient Bible times, nobody batted an eye no one give a shit about killing you uh, especially as a reward for a bet like i just <laughs> this is stupid i imagine if you were like on trial for murder and the judge is there like here before the court today tell us why did you kill this man and you'd be like your honor uh he told me that steve buscemi was in die hard and the judge would be like that's absurd that was absurd. Uh, and you'd be like, I know, but the guy wouldn't let it go. He's like, he's like, he said, and I quote, I swear on my life that Steve Buscemi was in Die Hard. He was in the party scene. He was in the background. And then we looked it up on IMDb, and Steve Buscemi was not in Die Hard. Uh, so I killed him. I stabbed him 14 times. Uh, you know, I mean, he swore on his life, and he was wrong, and I didn't have any other options, so I killed him. And the judge would be like, this man is free to go. And that's just how it was. Like, you just, like, you swear on your life, you better make sure you're right. Like, you better do it. And they did it so, there's so much, there's a whole other story I'll talk about later about where this, like, really goes awry, and it's horrible. But uh, for another day, <laughs> it's, it's an amazing story for another day. Uh, but if you swear on your life, you better be right. Anyway, so the brothers are so sure that none of them stole the goblet. They're like, we did not steal it. Look in our bags. Whoever stole the goblet, if you find the goblet in any of our shit, then you can put that person to death. Eh, come on, guys. Like, the your your coins, the money that you bought the stuff with before magically showed up in your bag. You think maybe you shouldn't be that adamant, like that hardcore of like, no, we know what we didn't do. Like, we're like, ah, like put them to death, whoever did it. Like, maybe grain of salt it a little bit like maybe just like like love let it off uh the the gas a little bit on that and, you know you can still be adamant and be like i swear to god I, we didn't steal it looking our shit you don't have to put people's lives on the line like it's just a little bit a little bit overkill anyway so <laughs> that's just me that's just me and uh and they're like like whoever 
uh, I forgot about this part. So they're like, they're like, kill the person that stole it, and then the rest of us will become your slaves. Like that's that was how much it was. That like yeah, like they're they are putting all their chips on the table. Like they're they're playing poker and they are all in at this. Like they are heavy handed on the river, and and so the servants are like, okay, cool, sounds like a deal to us. So they start looking through their bags. And and they go to Reuben's first, and they open up Reuben's bag, and uh, there's grain, and there's some money in there, which was weird again, I guess, but but no goblet. So like, okay, whatever. They go to Simeon's bag, no goblet. Levi, Dan, Asher, no goblet, no goblet, no goblet. All the way down, all the way down the line, chronologically or whatever, age age down the list, all the way down until they get to Benjamin. They open up Benjamin's sack. You already know. There it was, right on top of the grain, right on top of everything, in the sack, the silver fucking goblet. The the Joseph, so they didn't know it was Joseph, his own goblet, and shining in the midday sun, right right there out in the desert in Egypt, and the brothers lose it. The brothers just their minds melt figuratively and they they tear their clothes and they start crying and they are just a mess like they don't even know what to do with themselves so they're all on their way back to egypt now back to joseph's house and they just don't even know what to think or do and then they get back there and there's this whole back and forth and they're like they're like we're so sorry can we plead our case we never wanted to wrong you we're so sorry we don't know where that cup came from we swear we swear we didn't steal it we don't know how it got in our bag it's this so weird you gotta believe us you gotta i'm innocent you gotta believe me uh we would never steal from you all this kind of stuff and then judah judah of all people and he goes to joseph and is like and judah think that judah was the one that decided to sell him into slavery to begin with if you remember right they all wanted to kill him reuben talked to him into throw him into the well instead of killing him and i think judah was the one that decided to sell him into slavery so judah is now stepping back up again and he goes to joseph he doesn't realize it's joseph and he's like sir please uh he tries to like lawyer him right he's like he's like can we talk don't be mad here's the deal and he goes through the whole story about what had transpired and recaps basically everything of like you said this and we said this and this is what happened and our father and all this and now we brought you the the boy our youngest brother if we if we return to our father without this child or whatever he's probably a teenager at this point but without benjamin it will literally kill him it will kill our father he won't be able to live anymore without his son. He loves his son. Uh, it hurts a little bit, to be honest, but he loves him the most, and it will kill him if we don't bring him back. Our father will die. Keep us. He's like, and Judah says, I offer myself. I can, I'll be your prisoner. I'll be your slave. I'll be whatever you want me to be. Keep me, but let the boy go back home so our father doesn't lose it, or so our father doesn't die. And Joseph like he can just feel himself like losing his grip he can just feel himself like like the fl- emotional floodgates are like about to pop and he tells all of his servants to leave the room and leave him a- alone there with all these other sh- uh, like dirty shepherds guys or whatever and so all the servants leave and then close the doors and whatever and then joseph just lets it go it just lets everything open 
and uh, he just starts crying loudly and then like to everyone's surprise even his servants who i'm sure like had had like their ears like like cupped up to the door like they're eaves they're eavesdropping you know they're you know they're eavesdropping they're listening to the whole thing and joseph out of nowhere for the first time in all of this story or whatever all this interaction joseph starts speaking hebrew to his brothers and he's like hey guys surprise it's me joseph your brother uh hey <laughs> it was me the whole time you thought i was i was just an egyptian but it was me joseph anyway um and the brothers are speechless they they can't even process they are without speech and then like jaws are hitting the floor they just they can't they don't they don't like how do you even process that information like what are you even doing as this, this egyptian guy not only speaking their own language and you know he'd been using the interpreter the whole time he's speaking their own language and he says that he's their brother they don't even know what to do they have no they're shocked they're shook they're shooked and and he just and he keeps talking and he's like come closer come closer it's me my brother's like don't worry everything is fine that whole that whole thing the whole nasty business of the whole the plot to murder me and like selling me into slavery and everything water under the bridge it doesn't matter you know what it was actually god's doing you you were just parts of his plan god needed me to come here and do this and have the life that i lived so that i could take care of the food and everything and take charge in egypt and and you were just fulfilling the plan because if i hadn't done all that you guys would be starving now like i'm what's keeping you alive and it was all part of the plan so don't be upset don't worry about it and they all cry and they hug and it's just a super emotional time it's therapeutic right it's really just it's just nice it's just good and uh and all that stuff and then and then pharaoh finds out about it right joseph's one boss and pharaoh is he's happy about it he's a good guy pharaoh uh he likes joseph remember so he he says hey um this whole like back and forth just bring the whole family here like bring them all down to egypt we're gonna give them we'll give them the best lands like we'll give them nice egyptian things like we're gonna hook them up we're gonna make them feel welcome you can reunite with your you can reunite with your whole family in fact here go take take a bunch of these wagons give them a bunch of wagons take the wagons down and, and bring back all the family all the kids whatever bring back it bring them all here like very supportive pharaoh was like good like again good guy nice guy um really you know wanted you know he liked like Joseph wanted to hook him up and everything and that's what happened and they they took the wagons and everyone they went down they picked everyone up bring the, brought the whole family back up to Egypt and then Joseph um got to get reunited with his father Jacob and it was a great time and and just good old family reunion and then and they moved to Egypt and they got and they prospered in Egypt and they lived out the rest of their lives together and and it's just pretty much a full-on happy ending like it, it was just pretty great and that's that's kind of it that's kind of that's kind of the end of it um and that's the story of of jacob's 12 sons and and how we get the 12 tribes of israel the israelites and and you know it started with abraham you know the the, the promise original you know like i'm gonna make you a great nation and everything to abraham and then abraham's son isaac and then isaac's son jacob and now to joseph but but the whole the whole 12 and the whole lineage and it's just super cool stuff and and there's actually like uh, i kind of you know i'm not gonna get into it we're already at like 50 minutes now on the clock here i know it's a long episode but 
Uh, there's, there's actually like three or four more chapters I'm actually just going to skip over and talks about when Jacob died and like just kind of like how they buried him and where he got buried at and then and and then Joseph's uh, two sons uh, Ephraim and Manasseh and they got like a blessing from Jacob and all this kind of stuff and there's some like kind of neat stuff not super like whatever like fun to talk about things so i'm gonna skip over them but but there's, there's a little more of a story but anyway uh that's it and that's and that's the full story of of how we get from abraham to the 12 tribes of israel thank you guys for listening if you've been if you've been listening if you've been, if you've been keeping up i did leave the country i was in the uk for two weeks or so 11 days had an absolute blast uh drank a lot of whiskey a lot of scotch uh while i was over there as you can imagine a lot of beer as well and uh i have a lot of great stories actually from all that they don't actually pertain to the show but maybe i'll sneak them in here and there a little bit would love to talk about it so we'll see how it all plays out but i'm now back in the states we're ready to go full steam ahead keep doing these episodes got a couple uh, uh, maybe possibly i've got some hardware coming in and maybe have some guests soon on the show so it's not just me being an asshole talking all by myself maybe have some some other voices here for you guys to listen to uh we'll see how that works out and some other stuff planned some other exciting things so again as always thank you guys for listening thank you guys for your support if you have any comments or anything like of course tweet me hit me up let me know like my stuff please um put stuff on instagram as always all the all the the twitters and everything so just whatever thank you guys for your support we this the show is super fun i thought about it a lot i did a lot of uh, between the flights and the train rides and everything i did a lot of traveling while i was over uh, on the other side of the pond if you will and just thought about the show a lot and and i'm excited about what we're gonna do and where we're going and what we're doing so glad that you guys are are here and listening and okay that's enough mushy stuff and enough rambling so um one last time thank you guys for listening hope you have a fantastic day cheers <laughs>